99% of people say that family is the most important thing in their life. Yet, building a harmonious family can be a challenge to many of us. So many questions we have no answers to. In this podcast, I, Nevena Bajalac, Dubai's number one harmonious family expert and coach, author and speaker, interview parents around the globe so you can hear the real stories, experiences and struggles parents face. Every guest will, will share with us a unique discovery about parenting, something that nobody told them about. And I will also share with all of you unique tools, strategies that you can use to enjoy parenting more and building that harmonious family you have dreamed about. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the newest episode of Building the Harmonious Family with Nevena Bajalat. And I hope you are all doing well and safe. And thank you for always being here and listening to our podcast. Today, my guest is coming to us here from Dubai. She's an entrepreneur, lawyer, mother of two. And she will talk to us about um, not such easy topic. And uh, I want to really, really appreciate her today for being here and sharing with us um, about dealing with, um, uh, with critical illness in the family, with your child specifically. And she will tell us a little bit more about her journey and uh, her success despite the circumstances happening in the family. Her name is uh, Binish Haider. Hi, Binish, and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, Nirvana. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. And of course, any platform that I can share my experience on, I'd be more than happy. Beautiful. Thank you for being here. And before I, I, I heard a little bit about your story, so I'm excited and really appreciating and grateful for you sharing it with others because some families are going through a similar situation that is a very difficult situation. Um, and we would love to hear your mindset, your tips, and how did you overcome and dealt and still dealing with it. So before I ask you all of these questions, can you start and share a little bit with us your journey, your parenting journey, uh, how long you've been mother, and how was that going so far for you? Definitely, definitely, Nirvana. Um, unlike most expat mothers, I'm a mother that got married six, six and a half years ago and became a mother literally five and a half years ago. So we didn't give that time. <laughs> I have two kids. I have a son who is five years old and I have a daughter who is two years old. Well, fortunately or unfortunately, um, alhamdulillah, things have been very well with my son, going to school like a standard, normal routine kid life, right? Some extracurriculars here and there. But with my daughter, she got diagnosed with leukemia around four months ago. Actually, sorry, five months ago. Um, and when she was diagnosed, it was the 1st of February. 28th of January is my son's birthday. And we are parents that we try our best to keep our kids grounded despite uh, the luxuries of, of uh, this place, right? It's actually not easy. This place has so much to offer, which is amazing. And that's why a lot of people move here, but we still try to have a balanced life or a balanced upbringing, upbringing for the kids. Part of that was that we always celebrated our kid's birthday or like our son's birthday within the family only. Um, because ultimately when they grow up, 
it will have to be friends it will have to be social circles but this is the time if we start now now then we can teach him about the balance so his fifth birthday was the only and the first birthday till since his childhood that we actually celebrated with a few friends called them over called a few of his friends which was 29th of january and you know how you you normally see it in movies and you normally see it in in like podcasts or coverages that the house is full of happiness and you're celebrating during that time um just a week before his birthday my daughter had started showing a bit of symptoms she was not able to walk she had some fever a few things like that so we thought okay like any parents you thought maybe it's fever maybe it's some viral we started taking her to the gp and it was the weekend for my son's birthday so of course most of the gps were off that we were consulting so we thought okay let's just get done with the birthday and let's we will go to the hospital because it's not improving so we did that celebrated the birthday amazing themed birthday had a few friends over the next day when you wake up right you're just disorganizing everything decluttering um managing but she was really not feeling well so we just left everything as is and we head to the hospital to get her checked walked into the emergency 30th january stayed there for one month so that was just us walking into the emergency and that's exactly what you see in movies one day's happiness or there's someone's wedding yeah. and then there's such a critical illness that within less than 24 hours there's a 360 degree change so we just walked in with a few things um walked into the emergency of the bay hospital and just came out a month after um that's when we found out of course they started doing tests they could of course see the symptoms um they suspected what it was and the same night we got admitted into oncology emergency that gave me a hint of course being a working mother being a mother that's always try to take things heads on i could of course join the dots right um uh, while the doctors didn't want to say anything till the final diagnosis came but i understood where it beats oncology emergency why would we be there that's it her diagnosis came on 1st of february she was diagnosed with leukemia little did i even know what are the causes what are the age groups of course then i started researching i started working on it since then it's just been on the go um we've been hands on with her treatment of course there have been some compli- complications as well because this disease is one that um cannot really move on into its treatment without complications here and there we've had some situations but we're trying our best to manage it uh, we're still trying uh, for we still have full time jobs so we're still working we're still uh, trying to give our son the balanced life that we can and oddly enough very very oddly we moved for five times in these six months so as uh, as as small as it may sound but with the hospital trips with our son with work moving houses not once twice but four to five times is genuinely not something that comes easily but it's okay we are where we are right now um ashi after after your podcast i have to go pick her up from the hospital this time daddy was with her at the hospital and that's how we've also tried for it to be sustainable between us as a couple mm. um because if i were to say i don't want to say too much i'm sure you have questions yes. but tell me but another thing that was important for us um let alone of course our own bond as spouses but sustainability for each other um, 
only as a mother i i could not have run all the hospital trips only as a father he could not have run all the hospital trips so we divided that in interest it's it's been just a whirlpool in between the hospital also changed their covid rules so before both initially they didn't even allow him, my husband to stay because they said it's only a female ward after that um we spoke to them we got permission told them our situation because my son of course also needed me to be there spoke to them got permission and then the rule was that at every admission my daughter would get a covid test and both of us as escorts would get a covid test and then we'd switch and very recently they've also changed their covid rule and they've now come up with a rule that any escort that steps out for more than 24 hours needs another covid test that means before we used to if it was say like two weeks we used to divide four days and four days and four days and four days again for it to be sustainable right but now every time you go back after four days you need another covid test and another covid test and another covid test um so we again changed the way that we would make it sustainable for each other we're through and through um we've gone through say roughly around 3 3 and a half months of treatment it took us 5 months because of some complications we're expected to undergo some extraneous chemotherapy for another 4 5 months she was two now she's almost two and a half i think this year is going to be treatment only and after that we expected that if the doctors give a clear and they advise that she's in remission then we go on oral medication for a year or two so of course no traveling nothing at all we ensure that she's in isolation we don't take her out we've limited people who come to our house so we've taken of course a lot of precautions which any critical illness requires especially in in times of covid See yes. that's another thing. Yes. Anyway, so I don't want to speak too much, but it, you tell. It's like additional complication. I mean, saying yeah. that and and testing and uh, wow, it's just so much. So I want to ask you. I want to start with uh, first getting the diagnosis, right? You said first February. So, <clears throat> how did it felt? A lot of parents. I worked with a lot of families, and and some of them we've we've been children been diagnosed either with special needs or some kind of illnesses. and uh, they always said it was when the you know they told them the news it was like they were in a tunnel it was like such a shock so i'm sure it was a shock for you so how was that first initial stage uh, reaction how did you get over it so you can you know be on track mentally for her so what is something that you and your husband did and how did you overcome that first you know initial shock that happens I'll tell you something so personal Ivana and the reason I think this conversation will be more personal is because I genuinely wanted to help people my husband and I have not even spoken about how we coped as individuals mm. something I'm going to share on this platform is something he possibly doesn't even know that I did to overcome within myself and I also know that it and I'm not the right person to be talking about his experience of course but I also know it was way more difficult because just a year and a half ago my mother in law passed away from colon cancer and uh it's not that it's something in the family colon cancer is entirely different and yes. that leukemia is completely different but a son whose mother was diagnosed and um saw the result that she saw and then his only daughter was also diagnosed with a similar illness i cannot even imagine how difficult it would have been for him and honestly i still don't we still have because of we're on the roll so we genuinely have not even sat down and spoken about how we cope we just did what needed to be done mm-hmm. i can share my personal experience which i told you i don't even think he knows what i did 
and it it that that's that's where my strength came in for from and like you said there are so many people who who are shocked and they take their time to absorb it and then of course everybody has to internalize it because they have to stand up for their children right yes. so it comes with 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 their own pace i it's it's very weird and i don't know if you've had someone share this but i took i think an hour that's it why because what helped me was a prayer of thanks and gratitude mm. because nevana she's still with me in front of us there was um another patient and she had to undergo bone marrow so she, the hospital told her they couldn't treat her she had to go back to her country um then on the side um there was another patient same same age groups 4 5 years old she got same complications right um she had a wound so her treatment was prolonged for 2 months and then you also hear about mothers who whether this illness or any other illness maybe don't have their children with them then so it was actually a prayer of gratitude that i'm here she's with me i am blessed that it was diagnosed within a week week and a half of symptoms they gave me a consent letter to sign right and you of course for any cancer you have alternative treatments but i knew that there is a particular protocol for leukemia and age 2 to 3 is the most common so if you go through that there are 90% chances of recovery inshallah we're still on that path we hope that we get that recovery i had the option my country has one of the best cancer hospitals and my city so it's very much accessible to me but i only gave i took 15 minutes to sign the consent to the bay hospital just because i had to of course speak to my husband but within myself i was decided it's going to be aggressive it's going to be tough it's going to be rough but we have a pathway and we have a timeline prescribed by this protocol alternative treatments may or may not have a timeline and which alternative treatment to go for because you can't just stand up and go for any alternative treatment you have to research the right and then reach out to them and then get admitted and then start the procedure that's another if nothing a month gone without me as a parent giving her the treatment that i can give um so within myself the strength came in from gratitude and i know it's not easy and i've not i've only shared this with with one or two people who who've asked me about it okay how do you get that strength because there are mothers out there who don't even have their child with them at least i have my child with me and i can in between of course it's not me who who has to say that i will take care of the treatment it's just the facilities that we got but of course the facilities are also uh financially very very burdensome that was a completely and still is a completely separate topic any yeah. expat family couple two children first i had a job then we shifted into entrepreneurship of course cannot afford that 600 700000 dirham's anticipated bill for the for just 6 months of treatment so that's another complete topic uh we're still going through that let's see yeah. um but yeah that's where i got i think i got my strength i love that you mentioned gratitude because as a coach working with families in last decade uh, uh people listening um maybe even know but i work with you know families uh marriages uh, working with entrepreneurs ceos and the first thing we do is we learn how to be grateful we write five things we are grateful for every morning 
And uh, why is this important? Because it shifts you from, you know, appreciating small things that you already have and you change your energy, you change how you feel. And, and then the, the, the good things, you start observing the positive things that are happening. And uh, I really love that you mentioned that because I think it's a really powerful step. People, people think it's silly sometimes. Like, oh, this is silly, but it's actually very powerful. And, and thank you for sharing. I won't, even say, I, most of, I won't even say it's very, I would say it is the most powerful. Mm. Because um, I still go to the hospital. We still go there. She had another complication where she was supposed to go for five days. And she came back again after 20, 21 days because she got an infection. But we, okay, but at least she came home, right? Yes. The kids that come there because hematology and oncology are both a, a similar, like blood related, right? Uh, so they're clubbed together at the ward. The kids that come there, newborns who have some blood disorder that they need to get um, a weekly treatment. Some need to get monthly injections. And their parents that these injections are thousands of their homes. Yes. Um, so at least I know that there's a path and we have a 90% probability of recovering from this and they, I can, there is an end to this but what about parents who have to bring in their children once a month, once a week and these children will grow up like that mm. these are life disorders yes well, uh, I really love the, your attitude. So tell me a little bit more about you and your husband and your dynamic. You said you have a really good time management. You both stick to your job and your businesses. And um, tell me, how was this? Because sometimes families, um, I work with a lot of families with children with special needs, uh, with children with illnesses, and it's very difficult if couples don't communicate, if uh, they don't you know, cope within themselves with amount of stress. This is extremely stressful topic. Uh, they sometimes just, you know, over sometimes over years, they, um, especially like you said, those parents who uh, is for the rest of the life, like something like special needs, they sometimes don't know how to communicate, how to cope. They're both hurt uh, from this situation. And, and a lot of couples simply don't, don't survive. But I love that you mentioned you and your, your partner are, you know, partners and that you work together as a team. So what are some things that you did to stay, you know, to make, become even stronger, let's say to become even stronger? What are some things you and your husband did? I think as a coach, you're not going to agree to what we did. <laughs> we very rarely speak about this. Because we're so focused, we're so yeah. strong, we actually both know as parents what we need to do. What's the point of talking? Of course, emotionally, we can speak about it. But we don't even as much because we both understand each other's personality. We're completely different, completely different um, in personalities. We, but we both understand each other so well that without having that conversation, he very well knows what answer he's going to get from me. That, okay, like, how do you feel? And I'm just going to say, I'm thankful. And I know the answer that I'm going to get from him. If I talk about it, he's going to tell me I have a focus and I have to achieve that. So, like I said, as a coach, you may not agree. I eh? actually agree because reinforcing... we do not communicate on this subject a lot because yes. our priority is that the days that she's with us, which is three days in a week, or depending on which protocol we're going through with in, in which month or, or two days in a week, or maybe some days she's with us the whole week. It's about how we can bring her happiness 
with still ensuring our basic principle that even in this, we do not want to over pamper. I remember at one point, the doctor did mention that, you know, kids after this treatment, like because they're infants or they're toddlers, they get very, very cranky and disturbed and agitated. And they have personality shifts because the parents end up pampering them so much just because they're ill. So we're also conscious of not even doing that and still trying to give our son a healthy lifestyle, yet with him accepting that hospital is a part of a routine now. Now, when you speak to him, he's just five. So I called, so this time my husband's there, right? So I was talking to him on the phone. We were driving, I was taking my son around somewhere. And he asked my, my husband, he's like, how is her chemo? I, we had not told him, he's been hearing this word. Yes. We told him what disease she has. We told him how many times she has to go to the hospital. We told him it, it's going to take some time because of course he's not going to understand a year, year and a half generally as a span or it could take too much. But he's just been hating. And he's been hating and I felt like he's accepted. If he's accepted it, that is a return of the upbringing that we're trying our best. Yes. The other day we had some friends over and they're flying to their country and they said, you know what, like his name is Varik, my, my son. They said, Varik, why don't you come with us? And we didn't say anything. And he said, no, my sister is sick. Because he knows that we've stopped going out. He knows that we've started, we're very, we've been very social here. And we have an amazing community around, right? But we've, of course, restricted everything. So he knows we don't go out when she's here. Which is why if, if my husband's here, I'm at home, we try to take him out for his play activities when she's at the hospital which is still not easy instead of worrying but because because we're so focused on them so we try to get his things done when she's at the hospital so he still feels that okay the days that she's here he gets to spend more time and they've become closer as siblings in this time because they've both been home yeah well, uh, this is this is really great what you shared, and I love a couple of points here. First, as a coach, I, I would not completely disagree. I think reinforcing in classical, I'm a psychologist as well, so in the classical therapy, sometimes we reinforce, we go back. Uh, I think it's very important to have tools to deal. So if you deal with stress, with grief, with fear, as a coach, right, I can give tools to overcome that, but necessarily reinforcing and talking about it. I think what you and your husband did, you shift on the future, on what you want to achieve and you both have the same goal and this also helps you get an energy for your business and for your daughter and also it moves her i love what you said you don't pamper her too much so it moves her from you know not also think about herself as you know oh i'm ill and and later on thinking about ill but really understand that she still can have responsibility you know to to do certain things and it's going to be very good for her long term so i think naturally right like you said parents tend to pamper way too much but in the long term it's very important to also not build this mentality in a child uh, because then they will always kind of not have this self-esteem or resilience they will feel weak they resilience will feel is exactly key, yeah. exactly so and resilience in these diseases is most important in the patient themselves no matter how yes. resilient we are as as family she's yes. the one going through it so yes i'm not even feeling what she's feeling and sometimes parents forget that they say yes. oh my child my child do you sit and think what the child is going through? Yes. So the resilience in the child, it's not easy, of course, the strength is resilient. So we've done a few things that we've tried to do around that and acceptance of the hospital. 
it's it's very interesting. She's in this period, she's gotten more gifts from my friends and family than her own parents. But the gifts that we bought her, we bought her doctor's set because she sees doctors. Yeah. So now the stethoscope, she goes into her admission. So we've tried to make that a bit fun. Yeah. We've tried to name the doctors. Now she waits, she's friends with them. So okay, let's go. Then she we try to dress her up as a doctor every time she goes. So she and the nurses know they expect that. So she checks the doctor with her stethoscope because of course they deal in peds. So they're they they're used to being so friendly to kids, right? Yeah. So she's checking the doctor with her set and he's checking her. So a few things around that that we've tried to work around psychologically. Um, but the other dancing dolls and a few others are more gifts from the friends and family, not even from, from her parents. And, and that's a great idea. Thank you for sharing that. I think it's very important because some children, you know, they spend a long time in hospital. So it's very important that they develop good, you know, good relationship and good feeling okay. about it. So can you tell us, we will put links. So I want to just tell everyone, if you're going through a similar situation, Vinish here was a really uh, kind enough to tell you she will she will say a little bit more that you can reach out to her as a support we will also put some links and website about she's a lawyer she has her own consultancy business so we're going to put links so you can connect with Benish uh, reach out if you if you want to speak with her directly in the description of this episode but Benish can you give one last advice as we are wrapping up one last advice if parents are going through a similar situation what should they do and, and, and what is something else that you would like to add to this conversation? Three words, yeah? Gratitude, if you already know that. Resilience and a bigger vision. Mm -hmm. You're not the doctor, but if the doctors have told you that there is a protocol and there is a timeline to it, know that that timeline will come to an end at some point in time. You may not see it right now, but you need to see it to go through right now. Just these three words. Yes, thank you, Vinish. Thank you so much. Well, I thank want to you. thank everyone for listening. This was really, I'm grateful here to have Vinish. I have never been through something like this and I cannot even imagine uh, how it is. And uh, really love Vinish, how resilient and strong you are to come here and share because this will help many parents who are maybe going through if a similar can, situation. If I can, um, I think when we were talking off record, I told you that because I'm, I'm juggling between so many things and I'm trying to do my best, I genuinely did not have time to reach out to support groups. But I know that there are so many support groups out there that can be of help. So do not hesitate reaching out to support groups. Please, if I can do anything, I'm always here. Do not hesitate to reach out to me. You'll have the details. It would be a pleasure even if just one call, you want to go out for a coffee and have a chat about it. I'm always here. Thank you. Thank you for your, uh, really for your big heart, Vinish. And we wish uh, your daughter a really quick recovery. We wish your business to continue thriving and uh, to see her around Dubai in the playgrounds and, and with other children in school <laughs> very, very soon. Okay, everyone. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here and make sure to subscribe to this podcast, download the episode, uh, share with others so they can benefit as well. I will see you in the next one.